millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Poodle, is someone at the door at Southern Charm? Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens. Talking about folks living way above their means. They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing. And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen. Bravo, that is. Southern charm. Sweet tea. Well, Cameron is the sweetest, and Austin is a tool. Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool. Craig is playing lawyer. Eliza's playing games. There's a lot of other blonde girls. We forget their names. Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. Glitz, luxury, angelic feathers. <sighs> you've, That's you've, Catherine's you've, idea of a Gatsby party. You've demanded the same thing to me for a party, but it wasn't Gatsby. <laughs> and when it started, you told me to leave. Yes. And take <laughs> feathers and replace it with vodka. Yes. Yes. Because you love do hate feathers because I'm allergic to them. Yes. You are very allergic to them. Yeah. Um, but it's not a Gatsby party, Poodle. It's a it's a cat- Gatsby party. A Gatsby party because it's. I, her- didn't, I didn't hate that name change, actually. No, I didn't hate it at all, y'all. It's Southern Charm season it's eight. Southern We're back. Charm, great X dash expectations, which is mixing novels, which I have a little bit of a problem with. <laughs> You're mixing a British novel. Uh, a, a Dickens British novel with Gatsby. So I think they should have thought about that. No one gives a shit about this. Yeah. I'm going to say this yeah. is the first Southern charm that we're doing on this feed. Normally it's always been on Sweet Tea. Really? This is, we haven't done the first one? Last time was on Sweet Tea, I believe. Wow. I think. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Who cares? Maybe I'll drop this episode on Sweet Tea just to remind anybody that's not listening to Reality Gaze, they got to jump over now. Or uh, not. We'll see. But yeah. If you don't know by now, then I can't help you. If you don't know me by Y'all, we're, we're kind of done with the first leg of our Summer Should Be Fun tour. I'm back in Los Angeles. He's in some awful uh, office <laughs> that it looks no, like. You- 
You, it's actually a really beautiful office. You're just getting the worst view because of the sunlight. It's my cousin Kelly, my Aunt Peggy's daughter, and she's got like this amazing massage chair. It's like a, it's a very expensive massage chair, and I wish I had time to, I thought about doing the podcast in it, but I no. felt like I would say, and then Catherine, oh, and so, <laughs> wouldn't work, but I really mother. thought of, yeah, I really um, thought about it. No, it's like, but it's like bad office art, that kind of like, there's game, uh, bad, he's, bad paintings. My, my, no, my cousin Kale, my cousin Dale is a hunter. These are actual paintings of their uh, bird dogs. Oh, they had them painted? Yes, these are actual paintings of their bird dogs. They're dead now. They have other <laughs> bird dogs. But I'm but saying yeah. a lot of times you'll see those in country clubs. You'll see that kind of same. No, yeah, they, uh, she got, yeah. Kelly got him those as a gift. Wow. Dale Archer, PA, he's a great doctor. <laughs> Sometimes uh, he, he knew more than the doctors at MD. So Ixnay. <laughs> Ixnay on promoing your family. Gross. Anyway, so yeah, y'all, they um they the internet at the Marriott in the Ardmore sucked. So here I am. Here uh, you are in an office. We just sang together and I think it was together. No, it wasn't. I think we can do it from now on. Nope. Not gonna happen. We are wearing the uh, same color shirt today. Kind maybe of. We're, Mine's a little bit we're, lighter. Maybe we're vibing. Maybe you smelled my pang pang and now we're vibing together. No, I tried to forget you. We've spent way too much time together. Way I actually woke time. up this morning and I was like, oh, I only have to see him here. I don't have to be in person. Same. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Same. We actually had a really good time we this did. tour. Although it was hot as Satan's taint. Except you for know, San Francisco, where it was a little cold. It feels worse than all of those here in Oklahoma. because Really? It is, oh, because it's 101 and it's 60% humidity. It is, it is grosser than Columbus. Um, I, I'm sorry to do this, but I have to. Actually, I'm not, sure not that bad. It's like, 82, but it feels like 80 here. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. It's actually warm. People were complaining about me. No, it's true. It's oh, true. Um, I did say we have we had so much fun. We just did our San Francisco Pride show on Thursday, which feels like four four weeks ago. It does, but we had such a blast. We actually didn't record that, you guys. We were we were planning on it until very last minute, and the <laughs> the poor the, Gary, the poor Gary at that venue was doing enough. We were actually. Just, I was still freaked out. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I had to show him how to, because uh, he w- they didn't have a computer on the to use with the board. So I was going to have him use my computer, which happened like t- twice before. But usually they have their own laptop. Um, so I made some playlists. I was like, okay, fine, we'll do it. It'll, it'll, it's fine. I get there. I have to show him how to scroll with two fingers on my laptop. He's like, how do you make it go up? And I went, uh-oh, uh-oh. this might be a problem. <laughs> but you know what? He did okay. He did okay. The cues were about anywhere from eight to 10 seconds late. Maybe not okay. that late, but five seconds feels like an eternity for someone like me. On stage, yeah. Because y'all, I need cues fired immediately or I get, I get a little edgy. I think that just goes for like Poodle needs things immediately or he gets a little itchy. <laughs> That is. Help! 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 I'm in a secret relationship. 
can't so, read it that way anymore. Someone said, uh, I, I think I think someone said, yeah, you're just crying out, help, blah, blah, blah. And, on the, and I was on the plane and I, all I could think of was, help! <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it does. <laughs> I wanted that show to be better than it was, but it wasn't. It was wasn't. god awful. That, that awful. reminds me, I'm going to be putting out, uh, probably not today. No, it'll probably be today because... I've got, we got work to do. Tomorrow, we're actually doing a YouTube Live for Tomorrow's our $15 our Patreon live. members. And y'all, since you're listening to a Bravo show, we're going to announce it first here. But our good friend, Ronnie Karen from Watch What Crappens <gasps> is going Big to be deal. with us. He's going to be with us on our Austin Not show. YouTube Live. <laughs> no, he's going to be with us on our Austin live show. And we're going to be talking about Southern Charm. We're going to do 90 Day during that show, but we're just going to have a little... Uh, uh, Ronnie's going to come up and talk a little bit about Southern Charm. What date is that? Uh, I, I want to be able to give a date. <laughs> I turned you. Say. You have to look. I turned off all my phone because my family's all calling me saying, "Where are you coming here? When are you coming this? You want to go to Sonic? You want to go to Casa Romo? Can't you? This is y'all. This is why you don't need an enmeshed family. They need to just fuck off. I love them. I love them. Oh God, we need, you need, we need to take this couldn't off. Do, I couldn't do my mother's makeup this morning because I had to watch shows. She was disappointed. But, wow, wow! Well, I, I love doing her makeup. Uh, you need to process that. The Austin I think it's show. July 9th. The Austin show is the ninth. Sorry, I knew that, and I just remembered it at once once you found it because the eighth is Dallas. God, seven, eight, bank, seven, eight, nine, three shows in a row. Uh, we're going to be tired after San yeah. Diego. I'm telling yeah. you now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be living off of coffee, uh, Adderall and vodka. <laughs> so, yes. So y'all d- do what you can for the holiday weekend and then come see us in Austin with Ronnie. It's going to be fun. And the rings. That's going to be, Reans. that show's going to be packed. It's going to be packed. Yeah. So the VIPs already sold out. Sorry about it. And Ronnie's not in the VIP because he's there just as a favor to us. Oh, no. He's coming. And then he's like going to leave because yeah. uh, I'm sure <laughs> I want him to bring his dog. But I don't think they let dogs in the theater. I I don't think he's ever brought his dog to a show. Maybe oh, he has. I love Bueller. He's the best dog. He's crazy. Anyway. We need um, to get started because we do. You, have, you have some party tonight that your family has arranged. And they they even though you said, I have to do this for my work. They're like, no. No, they don't. They don't understand. Um, okay, I just over- tell my parents to fuck off when I need to do something, and then your mother punishes you later. Yes, exactly. So, or or like it is people like you have it. People just come over and visit, and where I podcast, people just knock on the door, like in yeah. the middle of the. I'm like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, I'm actually working. Um, we were kind of talked to this a little bit, but I mean, it's the first episode. So we didn't get a lot. Season I mean, eight. Season eight, episode one. Overall, the thing that I'm, I, I want to start this with on a positive note of what we're looking forward to most about this season. Because we didn't love last season. And no. so what what potential do we see in this season? I, for me, I, the potential I think is the messiness between Craig and Naomi. That's kind of what I'm excited about seeing. Yeah. I I same. I have been kind of hot and cold on Naomi throughout her time on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with her now. That may change. Um I know you've always liked her more than me. 
I think I'm glad she got uh, we rid forgot of the tool. The tool was y'all. Matul, that man Matul. was that man was scary, controlling. Oh, he was he was hot though. But he was oh so glad she dumped him. Mine, mine has to say is I think I'm going to enjoy. Look, say what you want to. Let's. I'm kind of taking winter house off of the and summer house out of the equation for me now. I'm looking at this as like new show, new start. Let's see. I'm, I'm so looking forward to Craig finally having success after all the years of Shep and Austin making him feel like a loser. Hundred percent. And I am looking forward to the two of those those men being so uncomfortable with Craig and their relationship just being a shit show this season. It's already starting. It's and already they, starting. And, and they are both so transparent, kind of like talking. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. To they're like, yeah, Craig's not even our friend anymore. They sound like second graders. They do. They do. And they do. Because you guys, when this show started, Craig was the loser who couldn't a, pass the bar. A fucking a fucking loser of losers. And look where we are now. He's on two. Sh- he was on Summer Charm. Summer Charm. Uh, Summer he was on. He was on Summer House. Uh-huh. He has his own pillow line. He is in a very high profile relationship with Paige. And uh, and I think I think Miss Paige is one of the reasons why she would say, "Why are you hanging out with those losers?" Because finally, someone is in his ear who's saying who's exactly what these men are. That's what I yes. think has a lot to do with it. It'll be interesting, too, because a lot of these women that they say all the time on the show, oh, the women that live in Charleston say a lot, oh, these men have Peter Pan syndrome. And they kind of accept it as that's yeah. the way it is. Paige and does Paige not. Does not. She's a New Yorker. She doesn't give a fuck. She's going to be interesting. Y'all yeah, know, it is. If, you, if you listen to Summer House, I, I was kind of done with her this season because of certain ways she acted. Uh, we're not even going to get into that because this is not talking about her on that, on that season. No. But um, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how she behaves. She's still not my favorite person. I, it's so weird because if you, if I had not seen the last season of Summer House... And I think Paige was on it. Paige was on this season. I think I'd be so excited. But I'm still so excited. I'm gonna I'm say Paige just had an off summer, but I do. Okay. There's a, a big part of me still really loves her. I just can't. I I can't. I'm not ready to give up yet. I have hope for Paige. We'll see how she does this season. Yeah, on Southern I, Charm. I it's it's just it's it's but hard I get for it. Me to I get past it. I totally get it. Yeah, it it's it'll be. It'll be okay. So those are some yeah. things we're looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to Michael being gone. No, that was kind of I. I'm worried about not worried, but I'm wondering about how they're going to. Are they going to just interview new butlers? Because I, Patricia yes. can't live in a house without a butler. I hope this is like a fucking. I'm dating myself, but Poodle's going to get it. I hope this butler search is like fucking Murphy Brown and her secretary. Yes. Yes. The old Murphy Brown, not the reboot they tried to do. That was one of the worst oh, pieces of shit on television. Oh, remember how we were so excited and oh. like, and we were, and we were all watching. You're like, oh my god, is this how the original was? Is what was a, wrong with us? What was wrong? It was so bad. I think things have changed, and they didn't. The show didn't change with with it. 
Um, no. Those jokes were so creaky. Oof. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Maybe maybe if I watch the old episodes, maybe I'll be the same way. Things a lot of things change. However, the other Linda Bloodworth Thomason and Harry Thomason shows, like Designing Women, Designing Women still kind of works. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. I didn't so, know Linda Bloodworth Thomason did Murphy Brown. Didn't she? Am I am no, I No, wrong? I'm not just I didn't know who did it. I didn't know she did it. So that uh, makes sense. Totally makes sense. I believe see. it. Uh, keep talking while I look at this. Oh, look. They have bookends that look like books for their books. I meant about the show. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's such a pretty office. Look. No, well, you know what? You're right. I don't see her on this at all. Mm. Michael Patrick King was a producer, though. Uh, Diane English. Diane English. She was a big one. Um, she was the She was like the showrunner, I think, of it. You know what? No one cares. Let's yeah, it was just create, created by Diane English. Yeah. Let's just hope that night the re- reboot for Night Court is better. <laughs> and if they don't bring back that theme song, I'm not watching because I'm already upset that Marky Post is dead. I don't think that the show had anything to do with that. Allegedly. <sighs> Allegedly. Um, let's let's get into uh, into this. I'm we're gonna skip over the. Showing people where they are yeah, section because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hate that. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've grown to hate it. Um, so let's just jump into Naomi and Vanita. Now, yeah. apparently, even though Naomi wasn't on last season and Vanita was brought in last season, Naomi and Vanita know one another? Yes. And I think they, I, if I, it's been a hot minute because it's been like, what, two years since we She's, had a Southern Charm? Yeah, but she's been on the show. We've seen Vanita as like a friend before. But I think that's but, what we knew that she was friends with Naomi before. Okay. I Maybe I, I I just don't remember. And it made sense because Leva was a big part. And Leva seemed to be friends with Vanita. And it's it felt – it was a little disorienting. Um, um, and yes. I brought and I brought this up to you. I was, I was want to talk more about it. Remember, you guys, this is the this is for the first season that Danny is not a full cast member. Oh, but she's been you. on since like season two. And remember yeah. that Danny and Vanita seemed to have, and Danny was the friend who kind of brought all the other ancillary friends together. Yeah. So it feels like I keep looking at Vanita. I'm thinking. And, and it's a big deal about Benita and Catherine not getting along. And I'm thinking, who cares? Who cares whether they're friends or not? It, I think Naomi makes it, we were talking before, it was, last year it felt kind of like how are Leva and Benita into this? It felt like people were just now casting on a reality show and they really weren't friends yeah, in real and life. And it felt like we have to, we have to, uh, we have to find, we have to find a way to address Catherine's racist comments and we're going to do that through two people in the show who don't seem to have any stakes with yeah. with this person. There's no friendship between them, so why should it matter to her? That was a yes. big thing we were talking about in that season. And it's a it's it all that all what they said needed to be said. All of those arguments they were making were viable, and Catherine was guilty of it. However, what was her reasoning? Catherine's just because she's a good person to listening and it's just like when you have an intervention with someone it's because they're your friends or family not two people well, who are your ancillary characters and that probably goes to show why Catherine said that and didn't think about it because she 
clearly doesn't have probably hardly any black friends. Right. You know? And so, um, yeah, it just felt, anyway, it just felt clunky. And I think though now just already either Naomi is a great actress, but, (laughs) but her and Vanita, you at least seem to be, they seem to be actual friends. Like there seems to be a history between them. And we, you know, Leva works in restaurants. Her father had a rest. You can tell that her and Leva are friends as well. They just, it all feels. So I actually think that's going to be good to like make, I think better than, I think better than Danny in a way, because it won't be one, just one person. It's like, I actually think we'll develop, clicks because it was like right. danny has to be a friend to all right you know but and danny so, was the Catherine whisperer so who's gonna do it now i don't know i think we're gonna get unbridled Catherine, and i'm kind of here for it but <gasps> anyway so they play tennis nothing really happened they're just kind of um they're just talking about apparently there was it's weird how they don't address it but I guess Cameron sent a letter that said cease and desist from ever using my fucking name in this show again, Whitney. I have a feeling, yeah. That's what I think. Because Catherine and uh, Catherine and Naomi got into a fight because – and the Instagram post that they're alluding to, y'all, is when uh, – last season when Catherine said kind of out of the blue that that Cameron's husband was having an affair. She – yeah, because that, that he was – that Jason was cheating on Cameron. Yes, and everybody's kind of like, what, what? And Naomi called her, like, basically a homewrecker and that she was just yeah. making up lies. And she was trying to Instagram. destroy her family. Yeah. Yeah, so now, that's where that and comes she, from. And she went at her, and uh, and apparently, and it was, and, it, and, it, and Catherine was struck because, now, should she have said all those things? No. But uh, Naomi had been there for the death of her parents, and it's, so, it, for, so for Catherine, it was like, kind of a 180 like oh, oh, what what's happening here mm-hmm. um so they obviously haven't talked but Catherine no. was saying i'm gonna invite you because it's my 30th catsby party and uh now do you do you think Catherine's grown up <laughs> or well, is she the same messy person we've seen now she's obviously been very upfront with talking about addiction and she said yes. on the show that it was marijuana. Um, we have we have been very suspicious of that. Yeah. Um, of and uh, I I'm almost certain it was something harder, but she has not been forthcoming about that. She has not. Um, I I will say that I think this is the best Catherine's looked in a long time. Like she looks healthy. Yeah, the hair and- the hair isn't great though. But I just mean like, except for at her party when she started using retinol and her face broke out and red stuff. But that which <laughs> is the thing. most Cath- which is the most Catherine thing to do, <laughs> y'all. You do, at your own party, don't put retinol on your face the night before. No, especially if you've never tried it before. Give yourself, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but that was funny. She's like, "Sorry, was, I'm using retinol." <laughs> it's just such a Catherine thing on her thirtieth. That's just such a fucking Catherine thing to do. Um. <sighs> I she think, looked great at that. I think that, that, she did. that fucking Daisy Buchanan tiara thing looked great. She looked great. Caleb looked great. I think that she's going. To, I I will say I in watching the show I went, what? Catherine's only thirty because y'all <laughs> she has y'all forget what she has gone through on this show. She has lived such a fucking life on this yeah. show. 
They, I think she came on the show when she was 21 years old. Yeah. What I'm hoping is when we first met Catherine, she was bonkers crazy, out of control, couldn't control her anger, just like a walking stick of dynamite. Then she had that kind of like, then Trashley came on the show and Catherine oh. kind of had her redemption of Catherine withholding it, being trying to act like Patricia Altshul. She was trying to, you know, really. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe the pendulum has swung from one end to the other end. And now maybe we're getting somewhere in the middle of who Catherine really is. Catherine comes off best when someone else is the villain in, in their storyline. It's always better when but she's, she shows her ass. She can't help it. Agreed. She can't uh, so it. the anyway. big thing that we find out from Naomi and Vanita is that they hooked up Craig and Naomi hooked up in Vegas. Shocker. And it's, and it's weird because when we the last time we saw Craig and Naomi, y'all, like Craig was broken. Craig yeah. was so broken, and Naomi was just like, "Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, You're terrible for me." Yeah. And it's a flip because even with when she was talking with Benita, I was like, "Why is she acting coy about this?" As if she yeah. still likes him. No, y'all. Naomi even talked about. She's like, "I got handed my ass." So I think it kind of broke her. Matul was bit. cheating on her. She went yes. to New York and Matul was cheating on and, her. But she was like, I was gonna say, bye, bitches. I'm moving to New York, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna have this great life as a doctor's wife. And, you know, she basically said, I was like, I was like, I was too big for my britches. And now I'm back. Like, oh well. So I think that kind of humbled her and she kind of re she rethought about everything she probably said to Craig. Um and because she was Yes, he was shitty to her. She was really mean to him. She was really mean to him. And Craig even said that later on in the show, he said that Naomi said to him, everything you said was right. I don't know if that's true. That's um, what he said. But that's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, that's what he said. Bump, bump. So, that's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. Now, so that's kind of what we get from there. Now, um, we get a little bit of, we see that, Shep just kind of mentions that he's uh, Shep says that he doesn't think Craig and he said Austin for that. He's talking to Austin, but he said Craig and even Austin haven't really done a great job of maintaining the friendship because they haven't talked about this and they probably won't. But I bet Shep is also jealous that Craig and Austin have their own podcast. 100%. Pillows yeah. and beer, right? Pillows and beer. Pillows and I beer. I haven't listened. People told me we can skip it. <laughs> they, they've been dying. doing live shows, too. Oh, well, good for yeah. them. It's hard to start a podcast. I, we know that. I have fe I have a feeling they just get blitzed into the show. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, I think that's it. Um, what do you think about so we finally meet y'all, Caleb. They're not mentioning that Caleb's last name is Ravenel with two no, L's. With two L's. Which means <laughs> That the, probably the extra his, L is for extra slave ownership. <laughs> that his family was Let's probably, be honest. Yes, that 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 the Ravenel family probably enslaved his family. Analyze allegedly. That. Allegedly. But, <laughs> like, I mean, what else could it be? Uh, I mean, like if they did a DNA test, he could be related to Catherine's children. And I, I'm saying this now, you guys. Ravenel is a huge name in the lower part of the state of South Carolina, especially around Charleston. Like the bridge is named for his ancestor. Yeah. Like so, there, and there, a lot of political figures have been named Ravenel in in South Carolina history. 
So, but this is the first time we meet. First of all, he's real cute. And he's, he is cute, and he seems nice. He seems he, like he loves. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he loves her, but he seems like he treats her well. I think he loves her. They moved in together, and Catherine yeah. says they kind of took it slow. This kind of like if we're talking about Vanita and Leva felt a little forced last season. This is a new person, and this he feels t- this feels totally this feels, believable. I believe this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I believe all this. Um, yeah. So I mean that's I mean I'm I'm happy for Catherine in this moment because it's kind of too like I like that he seems maybe a little more immature or youthful but I kind of think Catherine needs that because she was with fucking old man Rabinell and dealing with that and she yeah. had to grow up so quickly I think he's I think he's trying to protect her from a lot of the garbage that she's around which is yeah, really what luck. she needs Good luck. Um, and maybe she he's trying to make her make better, healthier choices in the people she hangs out with, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe how so I, I just want to say one I want to get into that Shep Austin conversation a little bit more. Y'all, they are so jealous of Craig. It it just yeah. seethes from them. It does. And, it really does. Uh now, a couple things here why Austin might be a little pissed off at Craig. He has said on on Winterhouse and Summerhouse, Austin's Austin is like terrible. He's a terrible person. Like he has said that on television about yeah. his so called friend. We never knew why. We kind of are starting to find out why now on this episode of Southern Charm. What do you mean? Why? Because he would say it on Winter. He would just kind of like with Austin with girls, like. He, Craig would talk about Austin being terrible, but he never said why, like for him, he would just say, he's always like fucking some girl, like he's a loser. Right. And you kind of like, but one thing I know about Craig, Craig often will come from a place of his own pain, but he'll talk about what somebody has done to someone else instead of talking yeah. about what's been done to him. That's very true. And, and this episode, we kind of find out again, Craig is basically like, Austin doesn't fucking keep any secrets, and I don't know if he's a good friend to me. Right. And it, it's weird because they're breaking away from this idea of three middle-aged men who are entrenched in bro code, and, and yeah. they could do any. And now Craig is kind of the one who's trying to, and I use this in quote fingers very lightly, grow up. <laughs> Yeah, and not be so reliant on his bros for that type of validation, and only having friendship with and finding a finding a friend, it finding finding someone who's he's in a relationship with who he can also be a friend with, Paige. So yeah, I I you know, and and that's part of it is that when you get in a relationship, you have to choose. Like if your relationship comes important, you often need to choose that relationship above a bro code. Right. And I, and Austin, y'all remember, Shep is forty two years old and still acting the way he acts. That's true. That's uh, something, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it weird how his behavior and the way he talks, especially when he was talking to Craig at the party, he's like, "I'm a man. Why would I want to be in a retail establishment?" And I was like. This you feel out of touch now. It, you just do. You you the world has passed you by. It, if you're still yes. doing Tim Allen jokes, <laughs> I think it's a little. I, I I think I think the world has passed you by. 
Ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is like someone dropped Foghorn Leghorn into this and it hasn't aged well. No, no. 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 And but it makes sense, though, too, because Craig, or Shep, out of all these people on this show, probably more than any, has the most... Uh, has the most status in the hierarchy of yes, and of South Carolina. You and know, say what classes. you want to about him. Shep is a very intelligent person, probably he the is. most intelligent of those three men. But yeah, but give me someone who's mediocre, smart, who's humble about it over someone who's smart and says how smart they are any day. Cause it's that no, is Shep. true. But I'm just saying he should know better. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yo, he should know better. Well, I will say, his emotional intelligence is not on par with Craig's. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so the next thing, I think, let me get into this. So we, we talked about Pat. Um, oh, one thing. we Austin does talk about Olivia, the new girl he met through Leva. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet, we'll, we'll meet Olivia a little bit later. Um, but I don't know. It's just another, feels like another girl character in a story for Austin. Honestly, another, Maybe I'm wrong. Another blonde girl who's made bad decisions. <laughs> I love her parents, though. I know um, I do, too. I do, too. So uh, we, we, we get to Whitney, who is taking dogs out, and dogs are, of course, shitting all over the floor, Osborne style. Uh, they are. And he, he uses vodka to clean it up because he can't, can't find the enzyme stuff. Hey. And that's where we find out that uh, Pat says, but Michael and the stroke and, and she's like, my last marriage was 15 years. Michael was my longest relationship. And you know, uh-huh. you know, she's missing him. So I, they were together I really 17 do, years. I hope it's like an apprentice style Butler. Uh, search. I, oh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, they could make a new reality show, a competition show of Patricia Altschul's Butler. I would, I would watch that. that show. I would watch it in. Oh, Oh, Whitney, so, we just gave you a show idea. That he, we did. You owe us. Uh, he's a smart businessman too. So, and I guess pro- Michael, he's a, only one who's had, a producer on the show. That's true. Michael had that stroke, so I guess she said he's paralyzed from the chest down. He is. He's he's in a wheelchair. That's very sad. Very yeah. sad. He's in Florida, I think, at a facility. Yeah, he's at a home. Yeah, facility. So, Catherine is shopping for ties for Caleb. Yes, and. They are, the only thing in here is just knowing, y'all, there are so many pretentious menswear stores in Charleston that are like this. It is one of the few places where you can, uh, as a man, you can spend just as much money on your wardrobe. And there are more, there's just as many places. There's something about these peacocks who strut around Charleston like this. Actually, probably in New York City too, but. In LA, but just in a different vibe. Yeah, but it's like, I'm, it's so preening and it's, yeah. Boy, you would fit in like shit on, shit oh, on Shinola. Men, men are so flamboyant in their, in their, the way they dress in Charleston. It's just, it's, it's, it's old, old South shit. So we, well, we John, all, John Pringle is not a flamboyant man. God, I forget who, how hot he is. He is, he's, he's still the hottest crazy. person on the show to me. I mean, Craig is handsome, but Pringle is hot. You just think because Pringle would choke you a little bit. He would, y'all. He dirty. He dirty. It is funny. He, we have like a spit in your face. Yeah, yeah. John Pringle and I have a mutual <laughs> friend, and so we're Facebook friends. Although he, I just like his stuff. 
but um he's messaged just a couple times uh but his but his the mutual friend we have is totally a woohoo girl or used to be <laughs> like a woohoo just like Wah! i just toured around the country going to different concert venues oh bless um yes so- he's talking to he's talking to craig at, in at sewing down south Yes, yes. Because and that, unlike Chip, he's a man who could spend time in a retail establishment. Retail and Craig is like, um, yeah, Chip barely came to my pillow opening. Taylor had to force him here. So I think there's jealousy. Also, I, have I you will seen sp- my asshole? It's so <laughs> smooth. It is smoother than one of those pillows over there. I will say this. They, they have never treated... Craig's business ventures seriously. No. And now that he's actually doing well, they they're eating crow and they'll never admit it. They will because- and Pringle Pringle even admits he says, Yeah, I think Shep is jealous too. So I yeah. don't think this is a just a Craig in his head type of thing. Right. Uh what couple other things. They're talking about uh one of the reasons that Craig has it also has a problem is uh, Austin basically when 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 Austin where, when Craig started kind of seeing they weren't they weren't exclusive seeing Paige uh, where when she was down in Charleston Austin straight up told her that Craig like had a rebound with Natalie and Paige is like yeah he told me with, and Craig's with, like that's not a loyal friend like that happened in front of him and Paige. Like they did that. So right. Austin said it in front of all three of them. And I thought about that. And I thought, y'all, Poodle and I have been friends for as long as they have. Well, longer, actually. But like there's like we we were shady to each other sometimes. But not Lynn, like that's another level of like resentment and like your own bullshit that like you would never say in front of another relationship. I, you would never call me out on something. I would never call you out on something that would deliberately hurt my partner. Hurt your relationship. Yeah. Like th- that just, if so y'all, if you, cause at first I kind of watched it and thought, Oh, that's so Craig and Austin. But then I thought about what that would mean to me if someone, oh, it's and terrible. that's where I went. That's real. Craig is right. That's a really fucking bad friend who would do that. I think a lot of times with Austin, we've we've definitely seen true colors on Summer House and Winter House. Uh, and when you take him out of a of the environment of Southern Charm, where he is kind of the not the worst misogynist <laughs> on the show, he's like <laughs> number really three. Uh, he's You're like so in the right, rankings, but on, but on Winter House and Summer House, he's the worst. He's the worst. You're right. And and as, as soon as you take him and you pluck him into another environment, and he becomes the most disgusting uh, fuck boy alive. Because in Charleston, it's the environment. That is so good. That's a good comment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's just like I, you never. I think like like we give him a pass because we do because because. Well, because yeah. he was destroyed by Madeline's. <laughs> oh, sorry, Madison. 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 He was completely eviscerated by her, y'all. And it was it was hard to watch because she basically ate his heart, chewed it up, and threw it up in front of him and made him eat it. 
Yeah. He threw it up and she ate it again. <laughs> yeah. And in a, in all while saying, you say you're sorry to me. <laughs> yes, this is your fault. Yeah, it was, I, you know, I, I I still think she's a terrible person uh, for for what she did and, and the things that she did, um, even though he's a terrible person too. But boy, there was some, the way she did it. But um, she, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about her a little bit later. But it's interesting. He's basically being the same Austin that we knew, and it's it's not gonna get any better. It's and he not, is very jealous. Good. He's very jealous of Craig and where he is with Paige because he wishes he had a cool girl. Just yeah. Bottom line, because Shep got with Taylor, and so it kind of really became even more. It already was Austin and Craig, but it became even more Austin and Craig. And so now that's breaking apart as well. Um, Shep, we get a little update. Shep is with Taylor. They've been together for like two years. Didn't someone miss Instagram mes- message us and say that sh- apparently there's rumors that Shep cheats on yeah. her right and left? Yeah. We yeah. should also take a quick break because it's on the free feed. Poodle, I got to tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. 
That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queen.
All right, we made a fun character. It's Olivia's mama. <laughs> We're making ranch waters. Would you like one? Daddy can give him the drill when he comes up. Drill when I he love this comes. Woman. <laughs> she is so, y'all, this is every woman in South Carolina. Every mom, uh, this is her. No, I enjoy her parents. I hope we see more of them. Olivia, y'all, is a new blonde. This is who Austin a is dating. <laughs> well. No, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair. We don't want to. Uh, she may. She she has more to offer, I'm sure, than just her hair. But to Austin, she's the new blonde. But she no, seems. To Austin, yes. That's yes. what I mean. She actually seems interesting on yeah. the show. And, and like I think, she's going to stand up for herself. And she's going to be fun. Like, Yeah. She seems interesting. If I met her and they, we just met her, I probably would uh, look at her more as a person. But just anytime someone's with Austin, I'm already like, oh, what's wrong with them? Something's right. wrong in their I, head to date this I, man. You, basically, a lot of times with we're just meeting another blonde wig uh, because yeah. we don't know how long they'll be around. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but exactly, this, exactly. this, this one, we're we're learning. She has a personality. Now that's partly the problem with the show. Is that we see these these women who come and go. It also has these these fuck boys who date one and we get their name. We never see them again. Yeah. You know. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes, yes. they the mom is like, what's on those skull and crossbones on those shoes? You know, it's very eye catching, but I don't think daddy's gonna like that. I don't think. <laughs> It's well, how, so good. It's so funny because people in LA wouldn't even think about that. Not at all. She's like, mm, Not skull and crossbones. What's that? What would your mother, if you had skull and crossbones on your shoes, yes. what would your mother say? Yes. Oh. She was like, what is that? God, Jaybird. Why do you have, people might think something of you when you wear stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> on camera, she would just, she would be really, she's like, what is, oh my goodness. Boy, that's something, isn't it? That makes a statement. <laughs> All I do is look at your shoes. Looks like you're a pirate. <laughs> you want people to think you're a pirate? <laughs> Jaybird, you can do better. <laughs> <sighs> she is hypercritical, y'all. You know my mother. She's extremely critical. She would, uh, is this something from your podcast? It's how I became who I am now, and I'm still working on it after years and years and years. You're it much- is. You're I'm much, I'm much better, but y'all yeah. is when you're raised in an environment that is hypercritical, high where everything you have it is it's very difficult. As my own mother says, to live above your raising and to live in a different way it takes a lot <sighs> of self work, takes a lot of therapy. You have to make a lot of choices on how you want to behave. So I would encourage everyone if you're if you're up if you're upset by the way you that you you still can't get out patterns from your childhood. Keep working on it. We we deserve a lot of slack because the first thing, the things you learn in your first eighteen years are the hardest to unlearn. So true. Yeah, true. Anyway, where were uh, we? All right, we're so um, Austin picks her up. So Catherine is friends with Olivia, uh, and Catherine's just talking about once she's getting her makeup done that she reached out to Naomi, and that's where she said, "I just wanted a fresh start." Um, and we see kind of on the phone that Craig did tell Catherine that he and Naomi hooked up again in Vegas and that she was kind of gaga over him and wanted things to progress. But he told right. her that he was starting to date Paige, which so, I could believe y'all, they I, yeah. were together. They were together for two years when it's really heated like that. 
when like people don't have huge fights like that when there's no emotion present. No, it's, that's very true. So they were that was like his first big relationship, her first big relationship. They had a lot of love for one another. So it's going to make a lot of sense when Naomi is devastated for her life, had the rug pulled out from under her. She's going to go with what's familiar. And, you know, I think what one thing that led Naomi to Matul is she felt like Craig was a loser. And so she said, well, I'm going to do an about face and I'm going to date someone that's going to be a doctor, someone that's successful. Like that's what she on paper, the guy who's great. And then she ended up dating this monster who cheated on her. And like she said, she felt like she changed herself for him. And then in the meantime, guess what? The guy who thought was a loser now became the most successful person probably on this show. Yes. And one of the more successful people on uh, probably known in social media wise on Bravo shows. Uh, yes. Like, so now, yeah. yeah. So now it's like, oh, okay. This looks better than I thought. At that. And I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was that apparent, but I think that was part of it. But I think she realized what, what later on he's like, yes, he said everything I was said was right. I think especially about Matul. I think yeah. that I think Craig Craig saw through it, and I think a lot of Naomi's friends probably did as well, but they didn't really want to tell her because everything. No. Th- so Craig was in a position to say things about Matul that he knew because anyone could look at and see that, yeah, uh, that it wasn't right, yeah, and because we all we all we all watched Matul through our fingers, like when he, he said, did. "Yeah, eat that diabetes cake." To her and they showed the part of it um but yeah he was horrible do you want to get to uh the party yeah Uh, i think that's basic i mean we get naomi's getting rather with levy and vanita there's nothing really (laughs) i I said levy when the levers broke when the levers broke uh but I mean, kind of all that we know is Naomi does say that we did get together. It wasn't a big deal. And she says we had a big love. She's like, I admit that we had both of us had a big love. But she tells Leva, like, don't do what you normally do and be like a mom and get all about it. And then that's kind of it. Then we get to the party. Yeah. Catherine and Caleb show up. They both look gorgeous. It's the great Catsby. Yeah. They look everyone looks great. Um. I think Craig looks really good because uh, he took and an, of course Shep walks in and his clothes half fit him, um, Bless that like man. normal. I know that man can't dress for nothing. He, yeah, Craig looks great. Paige looks great. All the women, I think, I always, I thought all the women on the show kind of knocked it out of the park. Uh, Shep looks okay. I Austin, did not I don't like. Even... I did not like Naomi's feather thing. I did not think it looked. Oh, good. on the side, yeah. I liked her dress. Um, Everyone else looked great. Um, I don't remember what Austin looked like. Oh, wait, no, Austin looked nice. He looked nice. He looked nice. But yeah, Shep always looks like a schlub. So Mm -hmm. money and name can't buy you, can't buy, like Candace Luann says, money can't buy you class. He really is kind of the, the drunk, rich, old grandpa that has to get invited to everything that everyone just rolls their eyes when he talks. Yeah, pretty much. He's the new Thomas. Sad to say, at least Thomas dressed wow. better. Wow, he is kind of the new Thomas. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. But that's really mean to say. But because uh, he's ne- no one's going to be a bad as Thomas Rapinoe. Well, he's not 
someone who should be, Shep is not someone who should be in prison. I, that is, we should make, Shep has a good heart. I think Shep does have a good heart. He I just, do. I think so too. He has so much insecurity and also just a lot of pressure. And it's coming out in this episode of being what a man is in Charleston and all that kind of stuff. Right. What did you think of Paige meeting everyone? Uh, I mean, I it was it was weird just to see her there, wasn't it? I was like, it, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was like, this is one of those like kind of like guest stars when like in a sitcom, when, yes. When when uh when like uh like like Arnold would go to a different sit from different strokes would like show up on. I don't know what what was in the same world. Oh, and didn't didn't Alf join in on another sitcom too? And you're I like, think why that is that pretty self contained? The- <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know if Alf could just be put in any different sitcom. He was. Uh, look 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 that up, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just think that's a leap having to put a puppet on someone else's show. No, Alf Alf was no one ever knew Alf existed, so Alf could never guest on another sitcom. They had to protect because it's Mrs. Akmanik and the Akmaniks next door were always wondering what was going on. So I take issue with you here. Alf never guested on another sitcom. No, you're incorrect. You can look all you want. He did. He had had an animated spinoff, which I watched. (laughs) God, how do I know so much about fucking Alf? You really loved Alf. Give the old Alf for a hug. Um. I'm trying to think of like. Oh, by the way, if you ever go on YouTube and you look for Alf Alf outtakes, I'm warning you now. It is very disturbing. <laughs> it's really disturbing. Well, okay, okay. Actually, Alf. When Alf, this is Gilligan's Island was a crossover on Alf. Alf had a dream, and in the dream, he was on the island of Gilligan's Island. So that happened. But no, that's not a normal cross sitcom crossover. That isn't that. That's not as a show that was did not happen. That was like a reunion. That's not the same as what I was talking about. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, but maybe that's why. Because and then Alf was on Mr. Robot um, recently. Again, not a not a not a crossover. I'm talking about when people with spinoffs like. Like the guy from Empty Nest would go on Golden Girls because those were spinoffs of that show. That's what a crossover I'm talking about is. Someone needs to do a listicle because they used to do these in the 80s all the time. Yeah. And I know the I guy from Just the Ten of Us would be on Head of the Class or something well, like they that. Would do, they, would do, they would do shows where people like started in one show, like Empty Nest started on Golden Girls. Oh, I do remember. Uh, wasn't Steve Urkel on Full House once, and that blew my mind. That maybe I think that happened. I'm one looking. was in one was in Chicago, and one was in San Francisco. I know, but I feel like uh, I don't know. Maybe he was that. I, I can't feel, be certain of. I don't know. Well, this is a it deep feels dive. Like you're pulling this out of your hat, out of your ass. No. <laughs> I know. I remember. Uh, oh, mad about you and friends. Yes, that was a. I remember that. I'm. Yes, 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 yes. Steve Urkel was on Full House. There's a picture of him sitting on Michelle's bed. I don't how remember did that why. Happen? I don't remember how it happened, but I remember that image and thinking it was weird. Those worlds aren't even connected. 
I know. Well, they're all, you know, on, uh, they're all on TGIF. They were, I guess. See, this, uh, you know, this is so, but that's this is such a weird rabbit hole to go down. The, the, we have to move on. We do, but this I'm is how it, you. but this is how it felt watching Paige with everyone on the show. Yes, it was. Now she kind of said in a, in, and she was, she wasn't weird or cold, but she was, she was introduced to, Ma- to Naomi and it was like, okay, we can. And also Naomi's like, I'm fine with Paige showing up. She's really not, but, uh, She's not. but that's fine. Now, what, uh, and, and Kat, Catherine was talking to Shep and she tells him about everything that was happening with Craig and Naomi. And she's like, so, so Naomi apparently said, well, that's where she said everything was right. And she's like, and I want to be exclusive with you. So that's what Craig told Catherine. I don't know if Catherine's just starting to start with, and then he tells Shep. So, uh. Yes, she is. So she started to start drama. Catherine so, still likes to start. She just can't help it. It's second nature to her. So what did you think? Uh, and then y'all, then you heard the the shade rattle. And in walks in Madison, Madison. LaCroix. Madison. And you can and, just, the temperature changes in the room. <laughs> well, beca- it changes because Austin can't handle it. And this is why I like Olivia, because Olivia said... Um, it is so evident that there's some unprocessed yeah. things here. He's not over it. Yeah. He y'all. is not Ooh. over it at Ooh. all. He, y'all, he is so transparent. Y'all, when someone, when your ex shows up at a party, don't say to the person you're with, I am so over them. I am so <laughs> over. That is the no. worst thing you could do. No, you ignore them. That's what, you, that's what you do. You ignore them, and then you say, you make it about that. You say, if the person walked by, say, I hope this isn't weird for you. I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, I hope you make it the other you're person. Okay. Yeah, and they would say, I'm fine. And then you would do your, you're like, and, oh, boy, take a I, lesson. He read the wrong book on this one. I think it is, though, with someone who you've had such an emotional kind of history with. So it's not, it's, it's not just the breakup. It's that what they said to one another on that tell-all and what they probably said to one another in fights were probably worse, the worst things they'd ever said to another person. Oh, yeah. Um, And and also the most loving things they've ever said to another person. And he has hurt her so much as well, and she will never admit that. But instead, she will punish him for the rest of her life, and she will totally go after Olivia. And then we saw a little bit of a teaser of that. Like, yeah, I don't just going to go after Olivia. Sadly, I don't think we're going to get a Paige and Naomi fight. I don't think we're, mm, Paige, probably not. Paige isn't into that. I don't think, I think Paige might come at Craig, but Paige she's going to come at Craig. I, I, I don't put it past her that we'll get shadiness from, from Paige, but she's not going to fight with her. I think you're right. I no, I don't think so at all. And so we'll see. We'll see. So a couple of other things. Why do you think this was a confusing conversation for me? Why Caleb was talking to Vanita and in the middle of Catherine's birthday, talking about why she still doesn't like her. Again, it felt like it was, it felt like they were talking around things here. We have to me, it felt like a, it was confusing. Cause I didn't know. Wait a minute. Are you and Vanita friends? But it almost alluded, did you and Vanita date? 
Like oh, it was yeah. confusing. That was it was, it was confusing. It, it confuses me because I, I use this term all the time. There's no emotional currency between Vanita and Catherine. Is there no. any between Caleb and Vanita? Why are I they? Why tell. does everyone need to be making sure everyone's okay with everyone? I felt like they were trying to basically say. I felt like Vanita was saying, "Hey." I'm a black woman. You're a black man. You're with a woman who has said some pretty racist shit. How do you feel about that? How is that going? But they didn't want to talk about that on the show. So that's uh, exactly. why we felt like we were talking around the elephant in the room. Right. Why not? Yeah. Why not? But And that's what's so frustrating about it. If they would have like, just said that, I'm like, okay, I can buy that. She's dating a black man now. Let's. And that happened right when all this went on. Why not talk about that and say like, and, and maybe we're not black, obviously. So maybe there's an unspoken thing that they, I don't know. I, I don't well, want to put the, words in their mouth. The other, it just thing felt is, weird. the other thing is why would Caleb be trying to make sure she's okay with Catherine at all? Like, it's just like, who cares? Who cares? And it's, it, it and it's also, I, I does uh, just because also Caleb is, Black, does that mean he has to answer for Catherine's past? Like, yeah, it's that it felt is, a little bit like, and they they started dating for, after that, and like he he knows he knows what she said, he knows all about that, and I kind of feel like why why put that upon? That's like why is Caleb there to explain? Yeah. It's why, yeah, it's why like when white people ask black people to explain things, it's the same kind of thing. Well, just because uh, he doesn't need to do that. Don't explain. He, has, she, he does not have to explain why he's with her. Yeah. Yeah. He's with Agreed. her and he's made that decision and okay. But, but I'm saying what they made it about, whether Vanita was where Catherine was friendly to Vanita, like they're, like they're friends. And that's what yeah. confused both of us because yeah. this is, if this is about friendship, then who the fuck cares? If it's about why are you with this person? Talk about that. I, or if it's that they, you are Caleb's ex and right. Catherine feels weird about, then talk about that. This is what was annoying about we we talked. This is what was so different about talking about race in Summer Charm, Summer Southern Spock, Summer House. That was so, <laughs> so different. Glad it's not because, me. Yeah, uh, and uh, no, I correct myself. I have to correct you. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> I correct myself. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. You get um, you get what you get, y'all. But it's it it just feels weird. We're not getting transparency here. No, and and the show's dancing around it instead of actually. They tried to talk about it last season, but again, it felt it felt fake because Catherine doesn't have any black friends, and it's almost like so. Why should she listen? Because she's on yeah. a show being being talked to. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that. Felt weird. That's still why, why that, why that season felt super heavy and super heavy-handed, um, because she had she has which, no accountability. Which now it'll it'd be interesting, but I don't think she'll ever want to revisit again. It'll be interesting to hear how Catherine feels now, because I know, admittedly, as a white person. I had some in college, but I didn't have a ton of black friends. I have way more black friends now that I'm in a relationship with the black man and I've met his friends. They've become my friends. And so it'd be interesting to hear how Catherine's cha if she's changed now, 
But the show's never going to do that. But the show's never going to do that. So, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else uh, we're getting into? That's kind of it. All I have is that Naomi and Catherine kind of blow up at the end, which. Uh, and the Shep, Craig, Austin uh, oh, kind that, of. That, yeah, we talked about it before, but yes, 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 yes. We can get into it more. Uh, uh, let's talk but, about that. So they're basically like, we never see you anymore. We never see you anymore, Craig. Well, and Chef like, does what he always does. We're like, come on, everybody. Let's eat. It's like, again, you're so right. It is like Grandpa Shep saying, just like old times, let's all have a drink and the sit. The men are like going to gather out with cigars. Like we're, like we're all like we used to. And you're sitting there going, you're not like you used to. You're so far removed yeah. from that. Eight, I don't know if you remember this earlier when he's like, yeah, none of us have changed. I'm like, yes, a lot of you have changed. You haven't. You're the I same mean, person. I have to say, even Austin has changed a lot. He has. And Austin yeah. Silka is emotionally in relationships a loser. But I will say Austin's doing this podcast, and, which, like it or not, they're su well, somewhat successful. And Shep Austin doesn't, Shep doesn't have to do anything because he's got Shep doesn't have to do anything and because he gets mailbox money. But Austin, yeah. Austin, like... Trop Hop is selling in a lot of places and doing decently well, I think. I don't know. I, I don't think it's half as well as Craig's doing. Probably, no, but. not at all. But I mean, Austin is Austin is like working and trying to make something of his right. self work. -wise. And so anyway, and they, they ask about that. Austin calls Craig the best liar because he wouldn't tell him that uh, Naomi and he hooked up. And he's like, he's like, I want to tell you because you tell everybody. And he's you right. And yeah. then Shep, and then Shep jumps in and says, "Wait, Craig, you said you try to say you're his best friend, but you're so mean to him behind his back." And I went, "Oh, Shep, that's how you spot it. You got it because that's what Shep does to both of those guys. Is he talks shitty to them, but he's even worse to them behind their backs. But he's even he's so he remember how mean he oh, was to Craig. He's and so mean like, to both of them. He named his dog Craig. Craig." He ne that's when I I still will never have full respect from Shep after he named his dog Craig. <laughs> that's all it took. Um, but so, y'all, there's that one spat at the end. It, this is interesting, and I don't know if I missed something because Catherine is losing it. She's like, I'm ready to go well, home. We should say for people that didn't watch, uh, Craig brings up that Shep didn't go into the store, and that's when Shep says that. Right. That and he says, Shep even says, Craig, I root for you all the time. And I went, that's not true. That's uh, not true. And Shep's like, what do you mean? And Craig just finally says, I'm out. I'm not having this conversation. So yeah, now you can talk about Catherine and so all So he's that. like, uh, she's like, do we in the same bag? And she goes over there. Well, and Caleb, Caleb and Catherine get into it, by the way. Yeah. Get into he's it like, before that. She's tr He's trying to like say, I just want you to have a good time. Uh, well, Catherine calls him... Catherine kind of goes off the deep end here. I just forgot about saying, this. Why like, aren't you loyal to me? Because she's yeah. talking to Vanita. And he's saying, dude, I'm trying to like be on your side and just trying to keep, I'm trying to be the peacemaker. And Catherine's like, I don't want a peacemaker. And I think I'm, this is weird, but I think this is valid. I do. I see why that. should you be doing this at her birthday party from someone who's not her friend? And yeah. it's like, I, and that, and Caleb can say, "This is my business. I want to talk to this person." Instead of saying, "I was trying to help keep the peace for you," I would say the same thing. I don't need a fucking peacemaker. 
Yeah, because I think that you know, I think Caleb is going to be one of those guys. Like he seems like a fine enough guy. We don't know him that well yet, but he does seem like a guy that like nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. And later on this season, he's going to get tired of kind of trying to just push things under the rug to make the peace, and then he's going to yeah. get pissed. I think there's. I think they're still together. So I think they are, yeah. Because I th- have I heard, I think Shep and Taylor are not together now, right? The, that has been reported. We don't, yes. that's not, yeah, that's like. Um, that's been one of those blind items, yeah. Yes. So. Yes, uh, Catherine's looking for a purse. And she basically says, uh, uh, you, uh, what is this? You tried to be a good person to a family. I can't read my writing. <laughs> Um, oh, oh Lord! She starts fighting with her about she Naomi. Said, Naomi says you tried to ruin a good. Person's That's what it is. You're trying to ruin a good person's family. That's what they're. And Catherine's like, about. "What are you talking about? You're so fake." And again, I thought Naomi. I kind of saw my Naomi side on this. Well, she said, "You're you. I don't like the way you fight." And because she's like, "You think you're the loudest person in the room." I that think, is how Catherine fights. She just yells and screams. I think what's happening is it's really hard. Naomi was trying to drop the rope and walk away. But instead of, I think if you're going to do one of two things with Catherine, either you're going to elevate to her level or you have to completely shut down. Anything in the middle is not going to go well for you at all. No, and I think and, that's yeah. what ha- she was. She was like, "I can't fight with you. Why are you doing this?" And she was trying to reason with her, and that's not going to work. No, because Catherine fights like a pit bull. Once yeah. she like, once she grabs onto a rope with that lockjaw, she won't let go unless you show her a treat for her to bite. Right. So you've you've got to give her a little bit and make her feel a little validated or a little quote right, yeah. or she either, won't compromise. Either drop the rope or. Or, or lock horns. That's the only way. And what's interesting, she says, uh, you're, you're fucking petty little bitch. Walk away with your fucking feathers. Qu- of course, Craig always goes after her. And Catherine. And Paige is like, y'all have this shtick down here being polite. And she's like, up north, we just say, fuck you. She's like, but y'all linger. <laughs> I loved it. That's, I think Paige is going to have because Paige is funny. I think her commentary on the way these people act is going to be funny all this No, it'll be funny. Yeah, I agree. That's the show. I'm on a scale of, because y'all, we've said, if this season's not good, we'll even stop halfway because Lord knows we have enough to cover. This season was awful. But on a scale of like one to 10, I'm feeling like a good six on this, honest, as as far as hopefulness. I would agree. I was going to say six too. Look at that. We're wearing the same shirt and we're both sixes. Sixes and sevens with you. Didn't I have to explain to you that was an actual slogan? Because you're like, what a fun lyric. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. This show is on our free feed. It is not on Patreon. Now, you can listen to it on Patreon or Supercast commercial free. Commercial free. Add free for your pleasure on our $8 tier. Uh, you can go not to our website, but eventually we got to get that fixed. But you can go to our Linktree link and that we are going to be in Dallas. We're going to be in Dallas, Dallas, Austin, San Diego, San Diego, Denver. Uh, Denver. Yep, it's going to be exciting. So come see us on tour because uh, summer should be fun and apparently hot because everywhere we go is just fucking 100 degrees. 
Hello, Texas in July. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I did not. I I left the hotel in Phoenix three times. <laughs> if that. Honestly, I, 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 no. It was it too hot there. Poodle, I, how do we sign off this? Sh- oh, I'm sorry. I thought you finished. Go ahead. Y'all come back now you're here, I thought. That is how we do it, y'all. That's how Poodles take us out. I will see you next time, y'all. Get tickets for our live shows on our on our Instagram link tree. But for right now, y'all come back now. You hear? You hear? Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt. And they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all come come back back now, now, you hear? Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 